Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Thursday episode of Flippin' Bats. Trade season is underway. There have been some big trades, wild trades that have already happened. We'll talk all about that. We're also going to do trade deadline predictions. We got 10 names and where I think they're going to go. Aaron Judge is about to return. Is it too late? Is it just in time? We'll talk about that. Who is the best team in the state of Texas? This one is going to be a blast. Let's get to it. Five ball onto the track. At the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball. Deep right field. And gone. What a game. What a moment. As a lot of you know, this Thursday episode is recorded live on Thursday morning. I'm joined, as always, by Alex Curry. And Alex, as we speak, we are a couple minutes away on this Thursday morning from Shohei taking the mound in Detroit. Yep. So we have that game up. We'll be breaking that down as things happen, if if anything really happens. But a lot has been happening over the last couple yes, of days. Yes, it has. And I think the biggest news that came out of yesterday reported by Tom Verducci is that Shohei Otani is officially off the trade block. The Angels are not trading Shohei Otani and they immediately became buyers yesterday. Yeah, you know, we've heard a lot. It was kind of a roller coaster for a yeah. while with the Shohei Otani news. What's going to happen? What's not going to happen? Well, I think they put their uh, they put their stamp on where they stand with all of this. And yeah. we're certainly going to talk all about that in a little while as well. Um, Justin on Tuesday. Yeah, I will say Alex is Alex deserves a lot of credit here. She used to she used to just text me at the beginning of games. Now she at least waits until Justin is dominating out <laughs> on the mound to, to shoot me a text. But Justin had a great start on Tuesday against the Yankees. Six innings pitched, not a single earned run, only two hits and six strikeouts. Uh, you know, you just asked me if I thought he was back. And, and, and I, every, I was holding after, out until I believed he was back. And we said last time. Last you time. said you said last time. I, I think the last it. two starts he's back. And now third time's a charm. He's back. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was waiting. I was waiting. And then after his last start, when I saw that slider, I realized that that that, that pitch was where it needed to be. And that's what made him so dominant over the last few years. And uh, yeah, his ERA on the season now down to 3.24. His ERA since the beginning of June, 2.44. And his ERA in the last month, 1.45. He's back. Will that be enough for the Mets to, to, uh, to get into the playoffs is a, a totally different story. Uh, but yeah, well, that was a great start. They won that game against the Yankees. We'll talk in our trade deadline predictions a little bit later in the show. Spoiler, he is one of the names that comes up. So Yeah, he has been kind of floating around the conversation. It's a little more difficult. We'll dive deeper into it when we get to it because of his no trade clause. But we have seen some meaningful trades happen, especially yesterday. We got Kike Hernandez back to L.A. They send Noah Syndergaard to Cleveland. For Ahmed Rosario there. Yeah. this There's been a lot of weird Weird trades, I'd say. Yeah. And I feel like ones that like the Kike to to L.A., he hasn't had a good year. But no. it's just a trade that you feel like with Kike Hernandez back where, you know, his, I feel like his, his heart energy. Had, and it, oh, my God, oh, like, you saw the, the dugout video. Dancing. He said he like was trying not to think about it when he like kind of was hearing the rumors it might happen. And then it just felt like this surreal dream come true moment to be back in LA and back in the dugout. And he's immediately dancing. He got in the dugout and was immediately dancing. You just feel like that's a move that will, you know, we've seen him be in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know, there was a stretch where he's like the greatest player in the playoffs of all time. I just feel like he's going to go back to LA and be a good baseball player again, back to the Kike Hernandez that we we know what he can be. And he just wasn't that this year, but being in the right place, I think, you know, the, the trade doesn't jump out at you. Like, Oh man, the Dodgers got that huge piece. It doesn't, 
but you just feel like he's going to end up being valuable for them. But he also, you have to think about the energy that he brings and yeah. just immediately you see that dugout, like crowding around him, like cheering him on for the dance, yeah. his smile. Like that's a big thing too, is, is to bring a certain energy to a group of guys. <laughs> and he, and he feel, he said like, I am home. I feel like I'm home. My favorite part of that video was when Kike was in LA, obviously yeah. Freddie Freeman was not yet. Yeah. So Freddie, I, I doubt knows him super well. <laughs> and Freddie's just sitting there on the bench, like, Okay. All right. Go ahead. Freaking, freaking down well, the everyone dugout. else is like hey, breaking hey, down. Yeah. Hey, but it was that's great. Like par for the course for Kike. Like yeah. he's just a goofball. He's, he's awesome. The other Dodgers trade that happened Wednesday, Ahmed Rosario picked up from the guardians mm -hmm. by the Dodgers. This trade, Alex, let me just break down my okay. thoughts throughout all of this. It comes through first, just that Ahmed Rosario is going to LA. No details known yet. And I went, well, why? Yeah. <laughs> why would they do that? That doesn't make much sense. This doesn't really, yeah. I mean, the guy's career on base percentage is 300. It's not, you know, it's like, why are they doing that? Yeah. And then the details come out that it's just pretty much just straight up. I met Rosario for Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard has a 7.16 ERA this year, and I have no doubts he was probably on the cusp of about to be released. Yeah. So you just flip him for Ahmed Rosario, who at least there's a chance, you know, he can hit against lefties. Yep. He can do that. Uh, he was good last year. So there's the chance that we're a few years removed from Ahmed Rosario being the big one of the big pieces in the Francisco Lindor trade, yep. who was the best shortstop in baseball at the time. And now a few years later, he's being flipped for Noah Syndergaard. I, look, I'm all for it at that point. I mean, if it's just him for Noah Syndergaard, why not? I mean, Noah Syndergaard has a negative war this season. Negative. Mm. I mean, there he had to have been on the verge of release. And now, now you at least flip him for a guy that can help your team. Lefty on the mound. Mm -hmm. Sure. Put him in the lineup. It's just a weird, just weird. It was weird. Uh, a great one. I kind of mentioned it off the top of the show. The Angels picking up Lucas Giolito. Another yes. arm. That was the big one. That was the big one. Of the day, Alex. The Angels trading for Lucas Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez for their number two and three prospect. So the Angels are going for it. Yep. They are all in. Shohei Otani is staying. They've added players to fill two big holes in their roster and a starting pitching spot and bullpen arms. They needed that desperately. So Reynaldo Lopez to the bullpen, Giolito now to the rotation who steps in as your number two starter behind Shohei. And they give up a big catching prospect in Edgar Cuero and left-handed pitcher Kai Bush, but number two and three prospects. Uh, the, the catcher was the big one. Mm -hmm. This is this trade this was a big haul for the White Sox, yep. I would say. Um, but from the Angels' perspective, here's where I stand. From the Angels' perspective, you apparent you appear to have your catcher of the future in Logan O'Hoppy. Yes. Who was unfortunately hurt, has been most of the year, but could come back into the year. I hear there's a good chance he comes back into the year. But you appear to have your catcher of the future. So, okay, you flip your big catcher prospect to go for it now. And... The left-handed pitcher is also a big prospect for them. I did a lot of thinking about this last okay. night, Alex. A lot. And look, it's easy for us armchair GMs to say, <laughs> well, just trade them. What are you doing? You should have traded Sho Shohei. And now the organization, you got two months. And are you going to make the playoffs? Your odds are still slim. What are you doing? But I respect it. I will say that. I respect them going for it and doing everything that they can to potentially keep the greatest player that we have ever seen. If I'm an owner, right? If I'm the owner of this team, you have to wake up and understand that I have the greatest player and I'm going to scratch and crawl like hell to try and keep him when all is said and done. Think of it this way. If you're handed the keys to the greatest car of all time. It's the nicest car that's ever existed. Are you going to trade that car in early to try and get 
a few cars that might live up to the standards someday? Are you just going to hold on to it for as long as you possibly can and hope and pray that you can ultimately keep on to it forever? That's probably what that's probably what you're going to do if you have him. So everyone out there saying, trade him, what are you doing? You got to help the future of the organization. I, I do get it. I really do. But thinking so much about this, you have the greatest player ever. When we look back at Babe Ruth, you know what he's remembered as? Hmm. A New York Yankee. He's not remembered as a Boston Red Sox who traded him to the Yankees and were subsequently cursed for 86 years because they traded him. You know, we're not talking this, this normal player. We're not talking a normal guy. And we're not talking a normal package that you would get in return because if you were going to trade him, you should have done it last year. And you didn't. So go for it. I, I, I respect it. I get it. I understand it. And we can all sit here and say, what are you doing? It's not the right move. But you have the greatest player of all time. You have two months to go for it and make the playoffs and then hope and pray that he resigns with your team. They're doing that. And I, I do respect it. At least you tried. Okay. At least you went down knowing you tried. Yeah. And right now they're playing decent baseball. They're only right. four games out of a wild card spot with two teams above them in Yankee and the Yankees and the Red Sox. Plus you're going to get Mike Trout back what, within a month. Maybe has it been a month where we're kind of around that. It could be yeah. a month, a oh, little over a month to get Trout him back. back. You're getting, getting Trout back. You're getting Neto back. You're getting no hoppy back. You're getting Drury back. You're adding some pieces. So, Anthony Rendon. I mean, yeah, eh, but I maybe. mean, that's <laughs> if, if he can stay healthy and that yeah. obviously has not panned yeah. out during his time with the angels, but we we've talked about it like this entire week to two weeks. Like the only way the angels were ever going to trade Shohei Otani is if they got an offer that they could not refuse. Obviously they did not get an offer that they thought was, okay, this is incredible. We're going to do it. And then they started winning some games. I think right after they swept the Yankees, the mindset kind of changed a little bit and they saw the light of, I think we can go for this. I think we can make it. Yeah. And as you said, if you have a glimmer of hope with the greatest player in the game of baseball right now, and if you make a playoff run, if you make it to the postseason, there's a possibility that you might be able to keep them if you're willing to shell out what close to $700 million. But uh, let's, uh, let's roll this right into making a statement, okay? Because our first one has to do with the angels. So let's, let's dive deeper into this. Our first statement is the angels going for it is the right move. Yeah. I mean, I would have to say, I have to say yes for everything I, I just said, you know, like you can sit there at home and be an armchair GM, but is that is that realistic? We, we don't current, we're not the owners of the team. We're not the GM of the team and the owners and GM currently have the greatest player that we've ever seen. Yeah. So look, let's just look at this realistically. If you were to trade Shohei at this point, you're not getting, you're not getting a fair return for what he's actually worth. You know, you're getting a return for what he's worth for two months, which there's no guarantee that that return would transform your organization for the yeah. next decade. There's just not. So you're within, you're within reach of a wild card spot. You have Shohei and, and they're going for it. I respect that wholeheartedly. Well, there's, there's an, there's a big chance that this all comes crashing and burning down and it works oh, yeah. out miserably, but in the slim chance that it works, at least you tried. Yeah. And, and big congrats to all the angel fans out there that can now rest easy for the rest of the season, knowing that they're going to have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout come back. Hopefully it turns out good. Are they resting easy though? Cause now it's like, okay, well now we have now to, you have to. <laughs> but now you have them. And now there's, there's playoff hopes. Yeah. There's the hope that you're, there's an opportunity 
to make a run for the postseason right now. But keeping Otani, being buyers, getting Mike Trout back soon, getting all the other players off the IL soon. This is this is hope that there's a chance. And you know what? What's being a fan without a little hope, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I tweeted this. I tweeted this right last now. night when it happened. What? I need. Shohei Otani and Mike Trout in the playoffs like I need air to breathe. Yeah. And I feel they like they deserve it. I feel it's, like all of crazy. baseball fans, no matter who you're a fan of, it would be great to see those two in the playoffs together. Yeah. It would. Is it going to happen? I, I hope don't know. So. But they're going for it. And if you think the Angels are are done with just Lucas Giolito, this was just the first move. This was yeah. them saying to the world, we are buyers. Yep. Uh, actually, them saying that was them saying Shohei's off the trading block. Mm-hmm. And then they went out and proved that they're buyers. And then immediately we hear that there's other names they're on the lookout for. So the Angels are buyers. And this isn't the one move that they are going to make. Is it the right move being the statement? <laughs> I don't know, but I do respect it. I do respect it. It could all come burning down. But you're going for it with the greatest we've seen and the greatest in the game, certainly right now in hopes of your very, very, very slim chance of re-signing him. You got to respect you gotta, it. And you got to go for it. I respect it. All right. Let's move on to our next statement. The Astros are the best team in Texas. So the Astros ended up taking two of three yep. from the Rangers, winning that series, climbing closer towards the division lead. They're now two back. They had a chance on the last game of the series to tie the, the Rangers in the division, but the Rangers ended up blowing them out in that game. Got spicy. But it did get <laughs> spicy. But now the Astros are sitting two back. Look, Alex, this is simple. They're two games back in a season where Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez have played in a combined 14 games together. Oof. In a season where Michael Brantley has not played, in a season where Lance McCullers has gone down for the year and has not pitched, in a season where Jose Arquiti hasn't pitched the majority of the season and is expected to come back here fairly soon, all of that has gone against the Astros. All of the injuries. And you look up at on July 27th and they're two games back and have closed the gap big time. Look, the Rangers are a good team. They're a playoff team. And I believe they have the ability to do damage in the playoffs when they get there. But you are crazy if you think they're the best team in Texas. They are not. The best team in Texas is the Houston Astros. Well, they have the experience. They have the the playoff knowledge. They know what it takes to get there. They have the depth and the talent on the roster, which is something you've talked to Smoltz about. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, Smoltz every single Saturday. And we talked this week. I believe I literally asked him who's the best team in the state of Texas, this exact question. And he talked a lot about experience and well, let's hear it from his mouth. Well, you know, given the roster and the, and the injuries and some of the things that are going on, I think Texas has a better roster right now, but I don't know they're going to end up being the better team. Again, Houston just is relentless. They know how to win. They've got a manager that, and so does Texas that has been through everything. So that won't be a, a difference maker as far as inexperience from the managerial position. I just think Houston, if they get healthy, um, they've been there, done that. I think Texas is a playoff team, no doubt. And if they stay healthy, their offense top to bottom is as good as anybody's. But I just, I just think there's something in the water in Houston. I just think there's something in the water in Houston. I mean, there, there is, and they know how to win. And I do believe a huge part of being a winning team is knowing you're a winning team. And over the last, over the course of their organizations, the Houston Astros have dominated the Texas Rangers. Yeah. The, the Astros are, are the better team. And like Smoltz said, been there, done that. It's, it's exactly, you know what it takes, you know what it takes to win. So this, this should be an interesting next month to see. Especially now after that last game Wednesday, you mentioned it got spicy. Bench is cleared. Simeon who doesn't show any, um, doesn't often show any like emotions. Yeah. 
I loved it. I loved it too, I but more team it. spicy too. He hit Maldonado that homer. Too. He stomped on home plate, which I've never been. You know that yeah. I love bat flips. I love showing it. I've never been a big like jump jump on home plate. But that's I just, like someone's celebration. It's a celebration. Yeah. I just don't like to celebrate. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I just think like when little leaguers hit a home run, yeah. they like plop yeah. on home plate. Like <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. Let them I, have their moment. I just, I've never thought jumping on home plate like looks good. I've never thought it looks good. All I'm right. fine with it. I'm fine with whatever energy and passion you want to show. And you never get it from Marcus Simeon, which is why it was great. Yeah. And then the bench is clear. And then apparently Martin Maldonado told him after, cause I think Simeon said after the game, that he was asked what was said there when you touched home and you were talking to Maldonado. Simeon hit that homer and then said to Maldonado, we're going to win this game. And Maldi said something back to him like, it's going to be like when you were in Oakland. I guess, <laughs> which, which I, It's great. I, which Simeon said after, like, I guess when he was in Oakland, the Astros won the division twice and they won it once. He was like, I don't really, like, it wasn't yeah. that dominant. Yeah, I just, I love it. I'm I here for all of it. Talking. I don't even care if it makes sense. Nope. Just shit talk each other to no end. And we'll just, we'll divvy it out and see how it all, I don't know what I was doing with my hands, but it's okay. we'll, we'll talk about it because <laughs> that's, what's great. I loved it. Okay. Uh, so you agree with this statement. Astros are the best team in base or in Texas. Yes. All right. Let's move on to our final statement here. Aaron judge is returning just in time for the Yankees. <laughs> I've thought a lot about this one as well. The first one, the angels thought a lot about that one where I stand. And I've thought a lot about this. And Alex, I was fully prepared to say, hell no, it is way too late. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Whoa. No, because the Yankees have been awful without him. Yeah. Terrible. That is true. But you look up on July 27th and they're two and a half games out of a playoff spot. With nobody between them. They're tied with the Red Sox. They're two and a half games out of a spot. They're certainly within reach. It's been bad. It has been really bad. But you could argue that he's coming back at the perfect time. You're not out of it by any means. They need to turn it around. And who's better to turn it around than the reigning AL MVP? So, yes, it was awful. They were terrible. Their offense has been really bad. But they're still in it. And he's coming back at a time where right before it potentially gets worse. And next thing you know, you look up and you're five games out in August. That's a problem. You know, what's not a problem being two and a half out at the end of July. You're fine. You're okay. But it's all divisional team, like their division teams um, in front of them. You got Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay. Like it's all within the division. Red Sox tied with them. yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're one back. So in the wild card, Yankees are two and a half out. Red Sox are one and a half oh, they are. out. Yeah. And then when you look at the AL East, it's, it's all, they, it's all, they have to like jump everybody within their division. Right. And who, but if you have your best player okay. and you're going to be playing everybody in your division, now's the time to get them back. Look, I was, I, we, even when we were talking about this segment, I was like, hell no, this is terrible. Yeah. It's way too late. And then I thought about it. It's like, you know what? You got a couple of months ahead of you. You got it. You just have to beat the teams in your division meaning you're going to play those teams all the time. Yeah. You control your own destiny. And now okay. you control your own destiny with Aaron judge. Great. You're fine. Do you think they're going to make some moves? Do I think that I, I, <sighs> you know what here, let's dive into that in our next segment because our next segment are trade predictions. Right. So I'm curious if any of these players or you think they're yep, going to end up in New York. So <sighs> we came up with, a list of 10 players. And how that, did we come to these players? These are Alex, myself, Ken Rosenthal, yeah. Major League Baseball. These are just names that we put together a list of 10? I think it's, I think it's one, two, three, ten four, names. five, six, A list seven, of eight, 10 eight, names that ten, ten. I think, or some of them I think won't get traded, but just big names that have certainly been talked about at the yeah. trade deadline. Okay, so let's get started with the first player that we think is going to get traded, Cody Bellinger. Where do you think he's going? Cody Bellinger of the Chicago Cubs, who are very, I would say it's 50-50 right now as to whether they are buyers or they are sellers. However, I had Ken Rosenthal on the show on Wednesday. Yep. Just a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. 
as in yesterday. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Time is a circle. Uh, had Ken Rosenthal on yesterday and said, Ken, who is the biggest name traded at the trade deadline? His answer, Cody Bellinger. Okay. So Ken Rosenthal also thinks he is being traded. I think Cody Bellinger is being traded to the New York Yankees. There we go. There we I go. I do. I think, it's a, I think it's a great fit. Okay. I, I watch the Yankees right now. They, they need an outfielder. Yes, they do. And they need a bat. Yeah. And you add back Aaron Judge to that outfield, great. You add Cody Bellinger to that outfield and the bat that you desperately need. I think this is just the perfect fit. And he's back to, I'm not going to say MVP form, but he's a lot closer to that than he has been for the last few years. He's great. I think he's the biggest bat moved at the trade deadline. I think he ends up with the Yankees. And he's a perfect, perfect flexibility for He's a great outfielder defensively. Yeah. He can play first base. He's a left-handed bat in that lineup that needs a needs a good left-handed bat. It's the perfect fit. I also think he'll be able to handle the scene in New York. The the media, the hype, the fans, everything like that. So I agree. This is this is this would be a great fit. Yeah, cuz he looks high all the time. It doesn't look like he cares. What? No. No, that is true. No. No, he's not high actually. But you know his his look. Like it's a famous look he has. Look he's at the just, look. He's just chill, Ben. That's he's my just point. He's, like, he's just like, I don't, ah, I don't He can care, handle man. the heat. I'm just going to play He's chill. He can handle the baseball. heat. Yeah. Yeah, all it's right. not a knock. The guy looks, the guy looks <laughs> high all Let's the time. Let's move on to the next player, Lance Lynn. Where do you think he's going? Okay, so I think Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn is going to be moved. Okay. Definitely. We've, uh, we had, again, Rosenthal was just on. We had... You got to go listen to it. We talked about literally everything you could talk about in like 20 minutes. Uh, he said Giolito is going to be moved. And he was. And he was. And he talked about Lance Lynn. I believe Lance Lynn is going to the Tampa Bay Rays. Ooh. We have seen there has been some murmuring. Yeah. There's been some clamoring on about this. Okay. Look, you want to talk facts? Let's talk facts. Lance Lynn amongst qualified pitchers this year is the worst of all of them. The worst ERA amongst qualified pitchers of everybody. How do you get better as a starting pitcher? You go to the Tampa Bay Rays. It's like a place to go rehab your if, career. If anybody can fix you, it's the Rays. Now, look, on the surface, the numbers are really bad. Yeah. You open up the hood a little bit. You start looking at the advanced analytics, and they're not that bad. He's not doing. He's not that bad. He hasn't completely regressed, though. I believe it was Tuesday. He gave up seven earned in like four innings. It's it's not going great, but I do. I would like the pickup for the Rays that just needs somebody. I mean, all the injuries they've had this year. They yeah. need somebody that can get them innings and they can count on to go out every fifth day. I think Lance Lynn is that guy, and he brings an energy to the mound that's a big old fu to to everybody else. Yeah. And I think the Rays kind of need that. The Rays sometimes get a little bit. Uh, they're just like a machine where it's just like, this is our team. This is how we go about our business. And this is what we do for every single day. Yeah. And you can bring in a guy like Lance Lynn that just brings a, a passion that, man, not a lot of people play with. So I will say Lynn ends up with the race. That's fair. All right. Let's stay with a pitcher and someone we talked about off the top of the show, your brother, Justin Verlander. Is he moving? Yeah. No. <laughs> Justin <laughs> okay. Okay. is ultimately staying with the New York Mets. I, okay. I believe that. Um, after his start the other night, again, I, he's been dominant for the last two months at this point. But he was asked about some of this trade stuff after the game the other night. And basically, one thing important to note, full no trade clause. Yep. Which would involve the team saying, hey, can you do this? Do you want to do this? After the game the other night, he said, hey, Billy Epler has not approached me about anything. Uh, I would hope if something were to happen that they would come and speak to me and ask me well, if I'd to. be down or blah, blah, blah. And said, I signed a multi-year deal here. I did yeah. not sign a one-year deal. I came to win with the New York Mets, and that is my goal. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he stays with the Mets. And you talked to Rosenthal about this. Yeah, I asked Rosenthal about him, about Scherzer, about the Mets in general. What What is the Mets' plan? Because you look up and... They're seven and a half back from a wild card spot. They obviously spent all of that money. Do you become sellers or how do you go about this? And I think we have a clip now from Ken to play. I expect them to be limited sellers. 
someone I'm talking about is David Robertson and Mark Canna and Tommy Pham. I just believe it's too difficult to trade Justin and Max Scherzer. They have no trades, full no trades. They have complex contracts that obviously pay them a lot of money. It just is going to be a really difficult thing to do if you want a big return. And if you want a big return, you're going to have to pay down the contracts. And I don't know that that is worth the Mets' while. They will still need pitching next year. And, yeah, you have to hope that Max and Justin are better. I think by complex contract, he means that they're getting paid $40 million. And yeah, that's a lot for, that's a, lot for, for a team, team to, to take up. on. And, and I think right now, a team, with the way Justin's pitching, maybe you'd have somebody take the risk. Max right now, again, Ken saying you'd have to pay down. I, that doesn't happen. But yeah. he also did mention that he thinks they're, I don't know the exact word he used, but soft sellers, if you will. David Robertson, Tommy okay. Pham, Mark Canna, those guys that are, yeah. those guys could potentially be on the move. We'll see what happens with the Mets. They have a, I think it's a four-game series starting today with the Washington Nationals. I think you have to sweep that you series. Have to, to win have, that series. I think if you do not sweep the series yeah. against the Nationals, so. Okay. That's what I do. All right, let's head on to our next player, Blake Snell. Pitching right now in San Diego, is he going to stay there? Blake Snell has been arguably the best pitcher in baseball over for the majority of the season yeah. at this point. Not a great start, but ever since he figured it out, and we talked about him, he figured it out because of golf yep. and being more carefree, yep. and he's it's legitimately turned his season around. Um, I, I think Snell stays. That's okay. my that's my gut is that he stays. The Padres are in a similar sort of situation, whereas it's like, what are you doing? You, you spent, spent all this money, money. and then you have names right in now. in Blake Snell and Josh Hader who yeah. are being talked about as are they going to move? And we've even heard them say, as in the Padres say, those two guys were going to shop around, yeah. and then they said, okay, no, we're going to hold on to them, and then they go and lose a series to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it's like, well, maybe you should just trade them. I don't think they're going to. I think these teams that spent a lot of money to be good yeah. are going to hold out hope until the bitter end that they can potentially turn this around. And I think they keep snow. <sighs> Frustrating times to be a Padres fan and a yeah. Mets fan. All right, let's move on to our next player, Eduardo Rodriguez. Pitching in Detroit right now, is he going to stay there? I think Eduardo Rodriguez is on the move. And I okay. think the perfect fit, Alex, is the Cincinnati Reds. Ooh. Let me explain. Okay. Now, he does have a bit of a contract situation going on where he's got a few more years on the deal. However, there is an opt-out, his opt-out. And with the way he's been pitching, I would imagine he does opt-out. But a team like the Cincinnati Reds, who are fun. They're exciting. It's where you want to be. You're certainly, the ball is in your court to win the NL Central. Obviously, they got to figure out how to beat the Brewers because right now they can't. Yeah. But he, I think he's a perfect fit and a guy you would want to keep there long term. So I think trade for him, get him in house, court him, as we've been talking about over the course of months with all of these for players, these rentals. specifically with Shohei, but obviously that's not happening. Bring them in. Show them that this is a place that's committed to winning. Show your fan base that this is a place that's committed to winning because they haven't proven that in well over a decade that they're, that they're actually committed to their future. And you have all these players now that should be there for the rest of time yeah. with, with yeah. the Reds, right? Ellie, Matt McClain, Spencer Steer. Uh, TJ Friedel, you got Andrew Abbott, Hunter Green, Nick Ladola. Make that your core for the next decade. Add a veteran pitcher into it like Eduardo Rodriguez. Show him it's where he wants to be. Resign him to his deal. Get the deal done before the season ends and go from there. I would love this move. That would be a good move. Sorry, yeah. I was watching the TV. Shohei Otani's pitching right now, and he was I saw you first and a runner ran through his arm and his hand and he was shaking his hand. Oh, I think no. anything he, he said, he's fine. But anytime something like that happens, you just kind of hold your breath for a moment. Yeah. But uh, he's saying he's OK. OK, we're OK. We're, we're gonna okay. Be OK. <laughs> Let's move on to our next player. Another pitcher, Marcus Stroman. Is he staying in Chicago? 
Marcus Stroman, I believe, mm -hmm. is going to be the biggest pitcher moved at the deadline. I do believe. Where is he going? Look, if you're going to get rid of Bellinger, you're going to get rid of Stroman. Okay. I do. Th if one goes, the other goes, or or they're buyers and they don't decide to sell. But okay. as you know, I believe Bellinger goes, and I do believe Marcus Stroman goes to the Houston Astros. Ooh. Is my pick. Okay. Look, the Astros always make a big splash at the trade deadline. Now there's a new gym in town. Yeah. Dan Brown. How does he go about things? But it's the perfect fit. It's the biggest arm available. It's the fit that. You've been dealing with pitching injuries all season long. Pair him with Framber Valdez at the top of your rotation. Next thing you know, you have a dominant top of the rotation for the playoffs. Your offense is getting healthier. I just think this is the big splash that we've become accustomed to the Astros making, where we know they're going to be good. We know they're a playoff team. They tend to, at the trade deadline, just make a move that puts them over the top and over the hump. We saw it in 2017 with Justin when yep. he got traded there. And then we saw it a couple of years later with Zach Granke when they made that big splash at the trade deadline. They always seem to get the big arm at the deadline to help them go get to the ALCS, get to the World Series, and potentially win a World Series. And I think they do it with Stroman this year. And this is something you talked about with Ken Rosenthal yesterday as well. I, I talked to Ken about the entire plan for the Astros, if you will. What what are they doing? How are they going to go about things? And how aggressive are the Astros going to be at the trade deadline? So let's listen to him. So what the Astros need to do clearly is add to their bullpen where some of their guys, their established leverage guys are taxed and they need to get more starting rotation help as well. Because when you're talking about JP France and B-Lock and these young kids that they've run out there, even Hunter Brown, it's the same thing. Innings limits or even restrictions that will come into play, it's just going to bite you. And they know this, and they know what they have to do. Yeah, they know what they have to do. They always tend to make a big splash. And he talked about how they need rotation help. They're going to go after pitching. Can we just talk about how great Ken is? He's awesome. He's just a wealth of knowledge. He knows everything going on with every single team, and he is so willing to share that information. I mean, it's his job, but I... I've been a big fan of Ken the moment I started working in baseball. He is just one of one. It's also not, you know, I had to figure out where to not put clips of Ken yeah. in this show. We talked about everything, and it was literally just yesterday's episode. The full, big trade deadline special episode with Ken Rosenthal came out yesterday. So it's mm -hmm. just when this one's done, go listen to Ken. Figure out what your favorite team is going to do. We talked about most teams around the league, who's buyers, who's sellers, who the biggest name going to be traded is, um, everything. So go check out that episode with Ken. All right, let's move on to the next player, possibly on the move, CJ Crone. I think we see him moved. I do. I think he's going to be a big, valuable. I I like CJ Crone. We saw, Same. All-star. Big bat. Just a couple of years, last year, all-star. Big bat, absolutely. I think we see him on the move. To the Angels. Going back home? I think the Angels make continue to make some moves. Wow. Yeah. He's I going do. back to the Angels. Look, we've heard the Angels, the Angels aren't done. Yeah. As I mentioned. You don't decide to keep Shohei and just add Lucas Giolito and say, ha, playoffs. Yeah. No. You gotta do more. You gotta go add a bat. The Angels have a bit of a first base situation going on where yeah. I mean you've got, you know. Cabbage has stepped in. I, I understand that. they. Uh, Jared Walsh is, I believe, just got DFA'd a, just a few minutes ago, not yeah. long ago. Big first base bat. I also mean, can DH right here. They also loved him, but they had Albert Pujols well, playing Well, he's not DHing. Just realize that. Yeah. DH position in, first base. for the Angels is kind is of taken. Is Shohei Otani. <laughs> yeah. No, no one else is DHing. But first the base. But the reason they got rid of him, or trade, I don't remember. Did, did he get traded? I don't, I don't know, know but the reason the Angels moved off of him was because Albert Pujols was playing first base. At that point, every Great day. contract. Yeah. Great contract there. Yeah, so bring him on back. Bring, bring him, him back. back home. Bring him back. Go on your playoff push. Okay, let's move on to Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery. Montgomery, Montgomery. is on the move, I believe. We have him in a Yankees logo. He's currently with the St. Louis Cardinals, but I believe he is going to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Ooh. 
Another team that needs another team help. that desperately yeah. needs some pitching. Really bad. They need pitching. They need it now. Pair him with Zach Allen, Merrill Kelly, and then you have a one, two, three in a rotation that n- now we're talking. But you're talking a, a Diamondbacks team that is playoff in the playoffs if the season ended right now, but it is slipping fast. And it's because they need pitching and they need it bad. Get Jordan Montgomery, add a number three arm to your rotation, and go for it. But you got to add an arm somewhere, and I think Montgomery is going to be that guy. All right, moving on. Jamer Candelario, where is he going? Candelario, all-star, Yeah. by the way. I think Candelario is on the move to the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay. Who have offense problems, and... Candy can play kind of everywhere around the field, right? He's a utility guy. You can kind of put him, you can put him at third base. You could maybe, yeah, he's mostly going to be third base. Yeah. But he's, he's capable of playing in a couple different positions. I just think he adds good versatility, and I think he adds an offensive bat to a team that desperately needs an offensive bat. And I, I, do, not, I do not believe in the Brewers whatsoever to do the right thing at the trade deadline. <laughs> I mean, history has proven itself. Very recent history <laughs> tells you when you think they should buy, they sell nope. their best player uh, with Josh Hader. But I, th- I, this is a perfect fit for them. Yeah. They need an offensive bat. It's a guy swinging the bat really well right now and adds some versatility to your lineup. I think it'd be a perfect fit. All right, let's move on to our final player that I think we know the answer to now, who is currently up to bat as we're speaking. Shohei Otani. We have our answer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it needs to be said. Shohei Otani is staying put. Yes, he will he is. be with the Angels at least for the foreseeable future throughout the rest of this season. He does become a free agent. But after all the trade talk and all the speculation, he's staying put with the Angels. Why? Well, they said he's off the trade market. And then they proved it. Then they proved themselves to be buyers by going out and adding Lucas Giolito, starting pitcher, and proving that they are buyers. And I don't think they're done. I think the Angels continue to go for things. I think they add a couple more pieces throughout this trade deadline. And look, I said it earlier, I respect it. Yeah. All of us armchair GMs at home can say, you got to trade them. You got the best of the best with you right now. If you're the owner of the team and you have him, it's going to be tough to wake up in the morning and trade him for a package that you know is nowhere near as valuable as him. No. So keep him for the couple months. Go all in and try and do everything you can to make the playoffs. And if it doesn't work, admit defeat. But at least you're going for it. I think that was the biggest reason that just moments ago when he was pitching, covering first base, and had his arm hit. Do we have that video here? Yeah. So... Take a look at this. I think this is the reason it would have been such like a, you just decided you're going to keep him. He gets hit by a runner as he's covering first base on his pitching arm. Yeah, the tweet says, Shohei Otani gets checked by trainers after being hit in the elbow while making an making a okay. I think that autocorrected okay. from play. Making a play at first base against the Tigers in Detroit. Otani will stay in the game as pitcher and DH. The big thing there, I think, is he he could have stayed in the game at DH even if he was a little bit hurt. Yeah. The fact that he's staying in is as a pitch, at, and pitching, staying in pitching he's okay. Is, yeah. yeah, and he was just just at the plate, popped out to center field. So he's he went back out there. It's gonna it's gonna be okay. Yeah. But like, could you imagine? That would good been, God. No, like immediately. Uh, oh, and he was supposed to pitch Friday, and they moved him up to today. It's okay. Yes, all of us. This this was literally me. That was happen. literally you. I was like, I'm looking past the camera and seeing this happen right now live. Okay, we're going to be okay. Yeah. I, mean, so, I, wore, I wore my red pants for Otani staying with the he Angels is staying. today. Shohei stays with the Angels. And that wraps up our uh, trade predictions. But we're going to be covering this all week. We're actually doing a live show on Tuesday leading right up to the trade deadline, 245 Pacific. Yeah. So next week's schedule will be a little different. Monday will be out as normal. There will be a Tuesday morning episode. But Tuesday at the trade deadline, 15 minutes before the trade deadline hits. Because that's when stuff hits the fan. That's when things start going down. And even after that, they'll trickle in. 
So we 5.45 Eastern, 2.45 Pacific. We will go live for a live show that will come out uh, after it's live. It'll come out as a podcast as well. And then we'll do this week in Shohei Otani news. on That'll come out on Wednesday. So a yeah. little bit different coming up. But yeah. a lot of good stuff. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A lot of good stuff, but let's wrap up this show with our, are we still calling them Twitter questions? Are we calling them XQs? <laughs> what do we do? Who knows? I don't even X-Qs, know what it's called anymore. Twitter Qs. We'll stick with Twitter questions. Okay, we'll stick with Twitter know. questions. Let's get our first one up in the board. All right. This one comes from Fins Up. Do any of the current World Series contending teams have the makings of a potential dynasty? Um, I'll go in a couple different directions I'll here. I'll say yes, potential. I'll go in a couple different directions here. One is the easy layup, obvious answer, the Astros. Yes. They're a World Series contender. And where, wherever you land on the dynasty conversation, if they win a World Series this year, One more. they are, they are a dynasty. I will agree we, with you then. We all know Alex's yep. opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, Great. in a different direction here, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Orioles are a potential future dynasty. Now, when you talk dynasty and baseball, it's a very difficult conversation to have. Winning multiple World Series, especially multiple in a very short stretch, is almost unheard of. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah, that's, can you name? Yes. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, San Francisco and the Yankees. Yeah, 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 San Francisco for a six-year stretch and the Yankees. Those are the dynasty conversations you can have. Big Red Machine, guess what? Nope, they only won one. According to Alex, they're a terrible team. No, they're just just not a dynasty. The Astros are a dynasty. Whatever. No, they're not. Okay. Can I talk about the Orioles in peace for the love of God? Fine. Orioles, I will, they're a contending team for a World Series this year. Do I think they're World Series ready right now? Depends on what they do at the deadline. They would need to make a big splash that I don't know is out there to make. Um, but I, they have all of the makings of being so good for so long. Jackson Holiday is a 19-year-old that just got moved up to double A, and he's hitting well over 300. He's got a homer. The guy's unbelievable. He's the number one prospect in baseball, and he should be. He's the, I think he's a future superstar, and you already see what they have in the big leagues right now. You got Adley. You have Adley behind the plate, who we, we know what he is. You have Grayson Rodriguez on the mound. You have Kowser, who's been great. There's a ton of names. I'm not even going to go through them all. So we could be, they're a contender this year. Yeah. We could see them over the next 10 years win multiple championships. This was a bold prediction you made at the beginning of the season, right? There was like, what you was said, it? Refresh my mind. You said something about the Astros. I don't remember what year it was. Had, had one of the players on the cover and said World Series champions, and then yeah. it had a date. And you said, I am going to say this about Baltimore Orioles, World Series champs, and then you gave like maybe in like five years. But this was a bold prediction that you made yeah, at I'm one point. I'm trying to remember what season. year. It, no, the, if you line up the organization side by side, the Astros yeah. and the Orioles, the, the blueprint of what they've each done is almost identical, just a few years apart. Yeah. The, the, the Orioles are doing exactly what the Astros did in terms of being awful for a decade, drafting right, building your team up, getting those guys to the big leagues, then adding the superstar rookies to the big leagues, then bringing in players. The Orioles are at the point now where it's time to bring in those players and add to the core and really go for it. So what it was, it was George Springer in 2014 on the cover, and they said World Series champs in 2017. Yes. Yeah. Right. So that was 2014. I'll say, I don't remember what I I think you said said like five. 2020. Something like that. No, I don't that. think we're Within five, away. five years. Oh, you yeah. think it's sooner? Yeah. Within five. All right. 2020. We'll, we'll, we'll find that clip and we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. It's Moving on back. to our next Twitter question. X question? Twitter question? What do we got? All right. This is a good one. We'll both answer this. Okay. Joseph, you can only watch one baseball movie for the rest of your life. 
Which one do you pick? I know. You know my answer or you know your answer? I know mine. My answer is Major League. Hands down, easy answer. It's hysterical. I will die of laughter every time I watch it. And if you'll give me Major League One and Two because they're in the same family. Uh, You only get one. Fine. They're both. I, I guess I'll go one. But I love Major League Two as well. It's such a good movie. It's it's great. I'm going Major League. Mine's Sandlot. It was like one of my favorite movies growing up. I can't even I count how many times I've watched that. I can recite almost every line in the movie. It's just it was just one of those that's just such a big part of my childhood. So yeah, yeah Sandlot. Great. All right, let's move on. Final Twitter question, which we got. Our final question. Hunter. Is from Hunter. Ben, ben, what's your favorite? I don't know why I decided to take this one. I just you want to take it, it? Take it, take it. I just, I'm going to test my it. skills. Go for it, Ben. Ben, <laughs> what's your favorite deadline deal of all time? Oh my God. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, selfishly, yeah, because it's you're asking me. The answer has to be my brother getting traded to the Astros at the deadline because it led to two World Series championships, two Cy Young awards some incredible life memories for myself. I mean, it changed it changed my brother's career. It changed our family's lives forever. That's that's, that's the answer. Easy. But also, shout out to shout out to Manny Ramirez going to the Dodgers and hitting like 400. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I love that. Also a great one. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Justin to the Astros will be my answer. Yeah, that's fair. Is that it? Is That's that it. All? That's all we got. I need That's all to. She wrote. I need to give. Can we show my shirt real quick? We need to talk about this. We talked about Ozzy Smith and Would You Rather the other day on the show. Okay. And yesterday in the mail, this shirt showed up. No way. So the company is. I can tell. I was like, clearly, you still have the folding marks on it where you didn't. You didn't. You didn't iron this or steam the, this. They're clearly listening and watching the show. So shout out for sending me this shirt. Who would? Cool. Homage. Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, homage. They're great. They're great. They do a lot homage. of sports. Shout out. Thanks for the shirt. Thanks for listening. Ozzy Smith, the wizard, doing a backflip. It's also a really cool shirt. So, it is. Uh, thank you to you guys. Also, thank you to everyone for listening. A lot happening. We are, Tuesday is the deadline. So we told you about the live show coming up on Tuesday. But again, this show's ending. Go listen to Ken Rosenthal talk all about the trade deadline and who's buyers and who's sellers and who's moving and all of that good stuff. But for this Thursday show that does it. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Hit that subscribe button. We're also on all social media, Twitter, X, X. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> TikTok, Threads, YouTube. Everything we do is on YouTube for you to watch at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. But that does it for this Thursday episode. Until tomorrow, my friends, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats.